This is the Baker Pockets Podcast, show 185. And now the properties are falling out of what I call formula. What you call the 2% rule, we call the $200 for every $10,000 invested. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. What's going on, everybody? This is Josh Dorkin, host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, here with my co-host, Brandon Turner. Hey, how's it going, Josh? What's going on, big poppy? Not a whole lot, you know. I'm. Uh, I went for my first walk yesterday with my new little girl, like on a stroller and everything. She screamed wow. the whole time. Wow! We turned yeah. around and just held her. The oh, so whole you were that back. guy that annoyed all the neighbors? Nicely yeah, exactly. Done. Yeah, you know, I try. Nicely yeah. done. What about you? What's up? What's up? What What is up, Joshua? Oh, uh, you know, all's well. We've seen a couple movies lately with the kids, some fun family movies, the BFG and, and The Life of Dogs, which I loved. I thought it was amazing. Nice. Uh, got the house to myself for a couple of days. Wife and kids are off to the in-laws. So, you know, just party living, at Josh's living, tonight. living, living the, word the out. bachelor life. Jo- party at Josh's tonight. Yeah. Kegger, Kegger, yeah, it's, B-Y-O-K. I'm located at XYZ Street in Montesano, Washington. <laughs> yeah, I'll send them all here. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. All's well, man. No one Everything's cares good. about your party, so no, no one's going to come. Sorry. Okay, fine, <laughs> fine, fine. Break my heart. Yeah, so we, hey, man, we got a cool show. Today's a cool show. Yeah, we're, we're tackling a topic we haven't done in a long time. Yeah, we're talking about lease options or rent to own a little bit and kind of a cool strategy, especially if you're a newer investor. This can be a really, really good strategy for getting involved, getting started, getting some really good cash flow and some good equity at the end. So you guys will yep. love that. So stay yep. tuned for that. Awesome. Awesome. Well, right. before we get into the show, why don't we do today's? Today's quick tip. Tip. <laughs> yeah. Love it. A lot, All right, a lot of guys. enthusiasm there. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm sorry to everybody for that. Yeah, no, sorry. I'm not. No. <laughs> All right, guys. Today's quick tip is check out our YouTube channel and subscribe to it. You can go to youtube.com slash biggerpockets or biggerpockets.com slash YouTube. Either one is going to take you to the same place. And go check it out and hit the big subscribe button. We've got, you know, we've got hundreds of videos on there. and we're 422 out- to be exact. We do. We do, and we're putting out new videos uh, every week. So yep. definitely subscribe so you can see what is to come. Yeah, I actually just put a video there yesterday called the five or a few days ago, the five ways I bought my latest five properties. So if you want to know the five different ways that I bought my five different properties, check it out. Subscribe today. Subscribe today. All right. What's better than low money down? No money down. Now through rent to retirement, you can buy a brand new construction turnkey rental property for no money down. Wait, hold on. This can't be right. We need to double check with Zach, Rental Retirement CEO. Oh, hey, Rob. Zach, how the heck are you selling turnkey rental properties for $0 down? <laughs> it's not that complicated, Rob. Rent to Retirement has new construction properties up to $20,000 below retail prices. 
We also have investor loans with rates as low as 3.99% and down payment options as low as 5% or sometimes even zero money down. You get all the cash flow, appreciation, and equity for as little as zero money down. That's an infinite return. Oh, wait, wait. Let me get on this before we tell it to the whole Bigger Pockets audience. Just head to renttoretirement.com. That's renttoretirement.com or text REI to 33777. That's REI to 33777 to learn more about how you can get started investing with no money down today. Get your next new construction property at a steep discount or invest with no money down. Head to rentoretirement.com today. Whenever I used to travel, I would get that creeping feeling that I locked my back door. How do I know my property is going to be safe while I'm away? But not anymore, thanks to Simply Safe Home Security. I'm about to go on a three week trip to Copenhagen, but am I tripping about my trip? Nope. With award winning security and peace of mind from Simply Safe, I don't need to worry. Simply Safe is a super amazing alarm system that I actually installed in my house myself personally in less than 30 minutes. And there's so much peace of mind knowing that there's something in place to protect my homes, my goods, and my John Mayer shrine. Simply Safe systems have high tech sensors that detect break ins, fires, and floods, indoor and outdoor cameras to keep watch night and day, 24 7 professional monitoring at less than $1 a day. Plus, Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can even help stop crime in real time by speaking to intruders through the wireless indoor camera. Hey, hey, bud, get out of here. It's like that, but it's a lot better, I imagine. And if you buy the system and you don't love it, you can get a full refund with Simply Safe's 60 day money back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of our listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at slash pockets. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Remember when you had to pay to get a lead's phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high-quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal do-not-call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com slash BP. Let's get to the show. You want to introduce you guys, today's guest? I do. This is show 185 of the Bigger Pockets podcast. You can check out the show notes at biggerpockets.com slash show 185. Otherwise, guys, obviously you're probably listening to the show somewhere not on our page. Most people don't listen on the page. They listen through some kind of application like iTunes. So if you are doing that, please take a minute and leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever else it is that you are listening. That would be very good and helpful for us. Let's get to this thing. Today's show, today's guest is... William, a.k.a. Bill Powers. Bill's a real estate investor. He's been in the game for about five years now and is building a very successful rent-to-own business. Over 70, uh, 70 properties in five years. It's pretty Yeah, that's yeah, great. He's got a nice portfolio, building a nice business, and all-around really good guy. So yeah. great show. Very, very good stuff. Great for newbies. Lots to learn for everybody. Lots of good strategies for experienced people as well. So tune in and let's bring him on. Bill, 
Welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you here. Thanks. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. So let's start at the very beginning of your story today and talk about how you got started in the real estate world because you weren't doing real estate for long. I mean, you haven't been in this game for 50 years, right? No. All right. So tell us. He's when did, not even 50 years old. He's not even 50 years old yet. I know. Dude, I'm not going to make fun of his age like well, I do thank, other guests. Thank you. Uh, actually, 51, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, uh-huh. look at that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So how, lo- how long have you been in this game? What, when did you get started? What did that look like? Sure. So in about, it was 2010, I was just exiting a printing company. And, and I'll back up from that. In 2007, my wife actually asked me after when I was looking for something else to do from a, a moving out of a career position, she said, well, why don't we buy a house? And I said, no, I don't want to buy any houses. You know, I, it, that's, that's not for me. So I decided to invest in a printing company and for three years did that. And in 2010, exited that business in kind of an uninvited way. Uh, so yeah, I got canned. Um, oh, and, oh. And, uh, and so, I, I, I like, I like how you spun it. <laughs> exited. I, I exited the company. Yeah. I exited yeah. The no, company. no, no, no. Spin. No, I exited in an uninvited way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, which was, which was the biggest favor they could have done for me. It was, uh, yes. I was a partner in a label company. So he started to look for something to do and uh, real estate looked like a, you know, a good opportunity so bought our first house and, you know, as many people do, you make all the mistakes on that first house, right? We bought it for too much. We took too long rehabbing it. We rented it to the wrong person, you know, all those mistakes and, and got those out of the way and then started buying heavy in 2011, looking at the numbers and we just purely looked at cash flow from the b- beginning and the cash flow numbers worked. I'm kind of a numbers guy. So that's, that's what we did and invested in our, our local town here. And where so, is that? Where are you? So, yeah, we're in uh, north of Chicago. We're in Lake County, Illinois, and our office is in a town called Waukegan, which is a a C-plus, B-minus community, working class, largely Hispanic, and um, we've invested largely here and in the surrounding towns. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. we were just in Chicago a couple couple of weeks ago, Brandon and I. Great town. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it didn't quite make it to Waukegan. There was nothing really pulling us there. <laughs> no, but, uh, there, there probably wouldn't be. You know, we got a nice lakefront here, and we're trying to redevelop that. But other than that, it's uh, it's just your basic blue collar town. Right on, right yeah. on. So you saw real estate as an opportunity. You went, you bought that first house. I'm assuming you bought that first house as an investment house, right? You're not talking about like a home to live in, right? Correct. Okay, right. so tell us about that first house and and. How did that kind of go about it? You said you made all those mistakes. So yeah, people yeah. love hearing how people screw oh, up. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so talk, talk to a couple of local investors and introduced me to a real estate agent. And he said, yeah, I got the perfect REO for you. We, we went and bought it off the MLS. And yeah, it, the numbers look good. You know, I was, we were from the get-go, we decided we were going to rent it, of course. And that's really where the majority of our business has been focused. And so I was at the time working with a, a partner who was in the construction business and he was a, a union carpenter and we rehabbed the house slowly because he was working full time and I was doing this full time at that at point because it was my, my start of my new career. And um, yeah, so rented it to the wrong person, got weekly rent payments instead of monthly, you know, wow. it, just all the in cash. Some cash, some check, you know, whenever we could get it, just didn't have the right processes or procedures in place to begin with. And, but then you start to make it a business. Uh, like, you know, I've, I've had a couple businesses that I've run in the past. And so we just started to look at it more as a business and, and grew it from there. So the wrong person, how did, how did that happen and how does somebody avoid uh, doing what you did? <laughs> You know, uh, we put out a yard sign, which to this day is still the way that we get most of our leads, although we use a lot of, you know, Zillow, uh, Rent.com, Trulia type of, 
you know, um, free stuff out there, but didn't screen him the correct way, right? Didn't ask for employment verification and, you know, all the things that you really need to do that's kind of typical in our business now. I, I mean, our, our standard procedure is those credit applications and employment verifications and, you know, background checks and criminal checks and all those things that you really need to do with some type of service out there. What you're saying is if somebody's going to do a proper job of screening a tenant, they've got to do the employment verification, the credit, the background criminal, and not just say mm-hmm. they're going to do it, but actually go through the process and verify and validate all that stuff. What else do you check on tenants these days? We get a full report that costs us 30 bucks per person, uh, and it gives us credit scores, gives us uh, just everything, uh, complete debt profile, you know, every single debt that they have, whether there's any evictions or credit actions against them. So, you know, we have a full picture because our company, what we do is we do rent to own homes. So we really have to follow the Frank Dodd guidelines of really being a, a company that, you know, checks you. A to Z, we have to follow that 43% debt load ratio for all of our clients because they're doing a, a rent-to-own program. Okay, we, need to, we need to dig on that because that's... Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll climb into that yeah. for, for sure. So I wrote down some notes. We'll, we'll cover rent-to-own, Frank Dodd, and 43% here in a minute. I'm just out of curiosity, though, while we're on topic, who do you use for your, your screening stuff? Boy, yeah, I knew you were going to ask me that. Um, <laughs> my office manager does it. But that's it's fine. A, uh, it, yeah, it's Don't worry office. about it. We'll put it in the show notes. Okay, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah look at you. You got this down. All yeah. right, so you got that first deal. <laughs> So you said Waukegan, I think it was? Well, actually, our first one was in a town called Mundelein. But then I quickly learned that rents were similar. And you have to look at this as an investor. Where rents are highest and acquisition of capital is lowest, that's where we focused. And Waukegan was that town. Mundelein is a a good town for appreciation in our area. But Waukegan is really the cash flow king. So what are we talking about in terms of purchase price and what are we talking about in terms of rents? Sure. So I'll, I'll use that first one. Bought it for 84 put about 15 into it and rented it for $1,300. Uh, now today that property is worth about a buck 60 and we rent it for $1,600. Uh, but the, the real cash flow opportunities came in a, more in our local area around here, which you know, acquisition back in the day was twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 at the high end. Rehabs are typically about $25,000. We do everything A to Z from mechanicals to windows to, you know, if a roof is necessary, kitchens and bathrooms are largely what we focus on too. And we rent on average for about $1,400. Oh, wow. Gotcha. So we try to focus on a, a net cash flow on a monthly basis of about 600 bucks a month after debt payments, uh, which we, uh, we do all of our debt on a 15-year 5%. Um, um, formula. Uh, that, that's what our local banks either give us in fixed rate or we elect 15-year mortgages um, for uh, e- even if it's a balloon. Right on. So yeah. uh, let me transition this a little bit. So you've built, you, you built that first property. Now you've got a full-fledged you know, business that you're running and, and you're working with other investors on and, and we'll kind of get there. How did, how did you transition from, uh, you said in, I think it was 2011, you started buying heavy North Chicago. What did that look like? You went from that one house to how many did you do the next year? Right. So February of 11, I bought half a dozen in February and March, that time frame. And then uh, our bank, uh, our local credit union that we've been with for 20 years, came to us and offered the opportunity to put some debt on the properties. So we debted out those properties for 80% of what we invested in them. And we took that roughly quarter of a million dollars and turned it over again. 
and turned it over again. And it was portfolio loans from local credit unions and banks that have really driven all of our success in our, our business. So did you start, you paid cash for those, those properties and then, Correct. okay. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. put debt on it, you took, took money out and then just kept kind of repeating, rinse and repeat the process. Yeah. Right. So, and, yeah. and we do them in bundles of five at a time. Uh, we have uh, friends and clients who do them one at a time or three at a time. They'll take those packages to the local banks and they'll cross collateralize them and uh, provide them new equity to invest. Got it. Yeah. Very cool. All right. So I want to, I want to go back then or move forward and talk about this rent to own thing because sure. it's something that we haven't covered very much on the show. Something that I, I'm a, I'm a fan of. I'm doing a lease option right now. And, uh, you know, I like the concept of rent to own. And so let's talk about, for those people who have no idea what we're even talking about, what does that mean? What, what does your business structure look like in that regard? Like how does that work? Sure. So what we do um, on a universal basis, that's every single home we approach the same way, and that is that we offer it on a rent-to-own basis. So when we have a a prospect that comes in the door, they know that because of our signs and because of our website that our homes are uh, rent-to-own. And and what that means is that $150 of your rent every month goes towards a predetermined purchase price on the home. So we set a strike price before a resident moves into the property and they know what they can buy the house for in three years. All of our rent, all of our leases are three years long, right? So they have time to sort out credit issues. They have time to uh, acquire additional down payment money if they need it. But most of the time they don't because the monies they're accumulating from the rent to own program are enough for them to qualify or use for an FHA loan. We also require from all of our residents first month's rent and last month's rent as well as first month. So they have those pockets of money to draw from when they're executing their contracts. Okay, so can you walk us through a hypothetical or a real life, doesn't matter. Like, I mean, you buy it for what, you put what into it, you sure. option it for what, or, you know, do a rent to own for how much and, and right. how does that all work? Yeah, very different today than it was three or four years ago. Okay. Uh, I'll take uh, three years ago, buy it for 30 or 40, uh, put 25 on average into it, and then we put a rent-to-own price on it, which is largely based on a, a current appraisal, which would be in the 100, 110, 120 type of range. Now we've started to bump those up because the last thing we thought would happen in our market is significant appreciation and voila, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody's seen it. Bonus. Prices, huh? It's a bonus. It's a, it's a huge bonus, yeah. When you base your business solely on cash flow and you get those appreciation numbers that have been staggering in our market. Average purchase price of a house in 2012 was $52,000 in our market. Now it's 110000 Wow. So it's just, it, oh it's just uh, exploded. And so after three years, we adjust those purchase prices if they haven't executed their option or when a new resident moves in, we make it more market specific or more price specific to the current market. But a lot of the homes that we've sold lately, I wish we sold them for $20,000 more but the price that we set on them was, you know, ninety nine thousand dollars. You know, that's uh, you know that's the price that they bought the house for, which it was worth one hundred and twenty or one hundred and thirty. So good for them. Right? So yeah. it's to the advantage of a buyer to get into a rent to own on a appreciating market if they can get so lucky as to lock in a, a low option price. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so that was three years ago. Now, now, what about today? So today, you know, a typical purchase might be forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars with similar rehab, and now the properties are falling out of what I call formula, what you call the two percent rule. We call the 
$200 for every $10,000 invested, right? $200 in rent on a monthly basis for every 10 grand that you've spent. So if it's 60 grand that we spend on a home, we want to get 1200. If we spend 70, we want to get 14. If we spend 80, we want to get 1600. That's kind of our formula. And it's hard to stay in formula now, uh, but we do still find deals like that. We buy directly from banks where we have those opportunities. We actually work with a local nonprofit now uh, where we buy houses before they go on the first look program. If you're familiar with the, the first look program, where Can you only explain that? Owner- sure. So um, the first look program is, is available only to owner, uh, owner occupants uh, through Fannie Mae. Right? And Fannie provides you the opportunity, if you're going to live in the home, to buy it at a certain price before it's opened up to uh, us investors. What we've started to do is uh, partner with a local nonprofit where they can actually buy the homes before they go on the first look program and sell them to vetted contractors in the area who will rehab the houses and either rent them out at a high level or they'll flip them. And it's um, the, the program is called the National Community Stabilization Trust. I would uh, suggest investors all over the country look into a nonprofit that partners with the uh, NCST because it's a great, res- or great source for distressed property. That sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd never heard that before, so that's cool. But yeah. by the way, your two hundred per ten thousand is semantics. It's the two percent rule. Exactly. <laughs> right. No, that's what I've, you know when when I started uh, getting up bigger pockets two years ago, or or so, I was like, wow, oh, that's exactly what I'm doing. You that's know? funny. Yeah. That's funny. Now a lot of people, let's talk about that real quick before we get into the where I want to go with Dodd Frank a little bit. So uh, the two percent rule, I hear people all the time and they say this to me. I probably get an email a day that says this. I can't find two percent deals in my area. Can't should find I find one percent in a lot yeah, of areas. Yeah. Should right. I not should I not invest? I should quit, I should give up. Like no. what do you say to those people? Um, I say that there's different types of investments out there. I've started to go to markets that are more appreciation based. So I'm sub, I'm one percent or sub one percent on a, a few investments, but I know that the appreciation value on those or opportunity is greater than um, my cash flow properties that I have in C plus areas. So yeah, yeah. Let me let me just call you out there really quickly. Yep. You said you know the opportunity is greater. Now, for the listener, he didn't say he knows he's going to get appreciation. He's just right. saying he knows the opportunity is greater. I, I think it's really important, especially for new investors, to kind of to point that out because you get a lot of people who are like, oh, I'm buying here because I know it's going to appreciate. Can, no. you, can you make that distinction and explain, particularly to a newer investor, why that's not the case and what they need to be thinking about? Sure. I, it's quality of schools. Right, so I, the the cash flow opportunities that we have have lower quality schools in Waukegan and and Beach Park than they do in a town like Libertyville or Mundelein or you know local communities. They around. sound like Simpson towns. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, I, yeah, I guess so. I, you know, uh, it's Lake County. So better schools relate to what I say or, or what I envision. Uh, as a, a, br- a better opportunity for uh, appreciation in the long term. And it, it's proven itself out over the last couple of years. So, you know, but some of these towns are building little downtown areas for shopping and restaurants. And, you know, the, the schools drive it a lot, too. And, and the, the teardowns that you see constantly in those communities, too, uh, are an indicator that, hey, you know, there should be some future appreciation. But we always buy properties with, you know, what I call IE, right, instant equity. Instant equity is something that you've got to have, whether it's a cash flow property or whether it's something that you're looking at as an appreciation play long term. Yeah. 
you know, a minimum thirty, forty thousand dollars. You know, you target fifty, but sometimes you don't get there. But on the appreciation plays, we look for instant equity of seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollars plus that we could sell it for right now if we wanted to with that that buffer in it. But keep it as a rental, and hopefully, it goes up long term. But you focus, and and again, you focus on cash flow. Uh, you look for the instant appreciation again to to the newer investor. A lot of them are tempted by by appreciation. You know, mm-hmm. hey, I, I, you know, it looks like this is a hot market. You know, such and such is hot. Denver, for example, you know, right. it's crazy. Oh my God, Denver's appreciated a hundred percent and or twenty percent in three years or two years or two months. Uh, as as it probably stands, but you know, and so they get excited and they're like, "Oh, I'm going to start buying in Denver because it's going to keep going." Mm-hmm. You tell them, "No, you need to look for other fundamentals in there." Correct? Absolutely. I mean, it, it's not just about you know betting on the come, right? I mean, you can't you can't just hold. That was a gambling that's... term, right? Exactly. Right. You know, you're uh, um, you play craps. I do. You play craps. No. <laughs> Neither do I. I know, uh, yeah, I know. But you can't hope that that's going to happen just solely. I mean, the, the property's got to support itself with minimal cash flow. Uh, some of our properties in A plus areas, I'll call them, they have cash flow of you know a couple hundred bucks a month. It, they're still supporting themselves, but yep. they're not the the big cash flow properties that we have in C plus areas like Waukegan that you, know, you yeah. make six hundred bucks. Right? But it's supported by that that cash flow because I, I know a lot of people. It's just you know. A lot of people will go and buy properties and say, hey, I'm going to buy these properties because I know it's going to go up. And it's okay if I buy it and, and I'm at a loss of two, three, five hundred, a thousand dollars a month. I'll eat that because I know in five years this thing's going to be you know, worth 10x that. And, right. and so I personally, I, I, I say that's crazy. That's just me. I mean, everybody's entitled to their own way of running their business. I could never do that. Right. But it just. Right. And to give you some, yeah, no, to give you some uh, understanding of my portfolio, I have five properties in the appreciation areas. Yeah, I have I have over seventy in the cash flow. So yeah. I had to have the cash flow first in order to look at those higher end investments yep. and and invest in those areas because otherwise I just couldn't. I couldn't sustain a business on that. And I think yeah. that's a, a big part is where are you at in your investing, right? And so what's like, your yeah, mix? Yeah, what, what, are you, what are you trying to do? I mean, I think about when I first started, my goal was to quit my crappy job at a bank. And so like, I didn't want the job. So I was buying cash flowing properties. I had no money. I was just trying to acquire what I could. But today, like I don't, I mean, does it, is adding one house that gives me a hundred bucks a month in cash flow going to do that much for me? So now today I'll play a little bit more of the appreciation game. I'll buy a nicer. I'm not going to buy a bad deal, but I'll I'll expand and I'll buy some of the nicer areas, hoping that it goes up in value because I can support that today better than I could before. So just where are you at today versus? Yeah. yeah. To, to to that, I mean, it's it's a good question though. You know, where where's the line, right? I mean, if it loses a hundred bucks a month, is that okay? Well, for somebody. You know, further in their career, further in their portfolio, in their mix, maybe that makes sense because it's supported by all the other properties. But right. particularly for somebody new, I mean, you don't want to be looking at that, right? Yeah, no, absolutely not. You know, um, and even with all the the um, debt coverage ratio overages that we have, and the um, the uh, the the large cash flow that we do have off of our strong properties in, in our portfolio. You know, it's still not um, you know because we do everything on fifteen-year mortgages. It's still not this massive amount of cash that's available at the end of the month. And if if they were tight, 
you know, they would turn out like a lot of people did in 07, 08, 09, investing in, in properties in that time frame. So. Hey, you had, you had mentioned the 15%, uh, 15 years, not 15%. Mm-hmm. Why, why have you guys elected to go with 15-year terms versus 30-year? Um, I think one of the things or that 20. it's, yeah, or 20 or, or 25, which had been offered to us, I think it keeps us financially responsible. So it, it keeps us focused on you know, making sure that the profitability in the business is there and we're using it to pay down our debt. You know, at this point in my business, we've, we've looked at, at refining some of our properties so that we can use some of that, that cash to do more things like flips and, and maybe even invest in more rental properties, even though the prices are getting to a point that they don't hit formula. It, it was just it, what, what we did in the beginning to really keep ourselves on track. Right on, right on. All right, so we, as we often do, we went off track there a little bit. Um, so so let, let's rein it back in. You were giving an example. Uh, you were talking about the current property types. So sure. on, on a rent-to-own, so you guys, you go, you purchase the property, right? Yep. How then, how does the tenant buyer um, kind of fit in? How does, how does all that kind of work out? So we find a property that we think is a good investment from a cash flow standpoint, and then we, we rehab it with one of a half a dozen sub crews that we work with on a consistent basis, you know, get the property rehabbed, and then we put it out onto the market. We set our strike price, Josh, at a, at a price that's about what the appraisal value would be if we went to go sell it. Okay. Uh, it's not always 100%. might be a little under. might be a little over. It always depends on, on the appraiser, right? But that's where we set our price. And then we put our properties out on Zillow which infiltrates everything out there. It's free. It's a great, um, a great way to market your properties. And then we do it through yard signs. And a lot of it's word of mouth now. So we have enough uh, clients out there, uh, enough residents that talk about us. We do annual resident events. So we invite um, them to come to a, a session on credit repair or uh, there's mortgage brokers that they can work with the, to find out what the best opportunities are for uh, grant programs um, I'm involved with um, uh, a nonprofit that uh, that's called the Affordable Housing Corporation, and they provide grants, assistance, education to learn how to buy homes, learn how to uh, work through foreclosure, or then they they also rehab blighted properties. But th- that's how it works. Is you know we find that client who's interested in actually owning. We don't want people who are interested in just renting. That we want people who want to own a home. And unfortunately, we're not getting as many people to the finish line as we'd like to. I was just at the um, Single Family Home Investors Conference in May down in Miami, and they talked about you know, some of the folks that are doing what we're doing on a much bigger scale, talked about the, the uh, fulfillment rates or the, the um, uh, completion rates on rent-to-own programs, and they're terribly low at you know, 6 8%. You know, ours is in that range, unfortunately, too, even though we try to do this education and get people to the finish line and give them longer-term leases to get them there. So. Yeah. Why do you think that they're not fulfilling their their lease options? You know, some of it's that they're afraid of it. Um, some of it's uh, they they just never get their credit in a position that it's it's ready to do what they need it to do. I think it's a variety of things that just you know people aren't motivated to own a home. But when you find those people that are, they really are motivated. You know, they yeah. they know that it's a good deal that they can buy a house for a hundred grand or a hundred twenty grand, and they can. You know, an example I use is one that we sold a couple months ago. The lease payment was in the 1300s when his mortgage payment turned out to be 806 bucks. And he walked, he came to the table with $200. You 
you know, after being in our program. It was great. You know, it was, it was great to see him, um, you know, uh, buy a house and get, the, get to that point of home ownership. And in our town, there's about 50% rental, 50% ownership. My wife grew up here. So it was one of the things that we said, you know, hey, we want to help the town along with making money. And uh, yeah. we, we're, we're going down that road. How does, how does somebody find tenants? I, I know you said you just put it up on, on Zillow or, or somewhere else. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, what, what, I guess what's the difference between in the, in the mentality of somebody who is going to rent to own versus buy a house versus just straight rent? Is the rent to own, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a definitive persona. It's somebody who strives to own but can't just own outright. Isn't that right? Yeah, I mean, they're they're in a position where either their credit is not ready, their income, you know, there, there's a lot of requirements above and beyond your income, right? Uh, income is is that you know forty three percent debt load ratio. You know, we always qualify candidates with if you don't make three times your rent, then you're not gonna you're, you're not gonna be a good fit for our program, so that it doesn't get them in a you know, their house poor type of situation where they're spending 50% of their income on a, on yeah. a house, right? Yeah. We work with a lot of people who are coming out of foreclosures, coming out of short sales, even sometimes coming out of bankruptcies, but they have good jobs and they can be homeowners again someday, just not today. So you mentioned, you mentioned the 43% debt thing. You said that earlier too, and I wanted to touch on that. Was that, yeah. is that a, maybe we need to step back for a bit and talk about Dodd-Frank. So I, of course, you're not a lawyer, not giving legal advice and all that, but can you explain you know, what is... What is Dodd-Frank and how is, it, how is it affecting people who do lease options? Because it's very different today than it was 10 years ago before Dodd-Frank. Uh, yeah. and people get in trouble over doing lease options the wrong way. So what can you talk yeah. to about that? Yeah. In, in 2014, obviously, it went into effect where you have to qualify. Somebody who's doing a rent-to-own program or a lease option has to qualify under the same guidelines that they're doing a mortgage. Now, if they don't have the credit score, they can still do the program. You're just working with them to move them down that road of, of home ownership. And you, know, you have to do a lot more analysis on a renter or resident than you would normally. But that's kind of the direction that we've gone to make sure that People are going to be in a financial position to actually buy the house at the end if they elect to do so. Okay. Yeah. So, so Dodd Frank is basically just telling people, like, it's telling people who do owner financing or who do lease options, then, like, don't take advantage of people. You can't just because I mean, lease options have had a bad name and rightfully so over the years. What yeah. what a lot of investors will do, just for those people who don't know, like, they will say, "Hey, you know, tenant buyer who obviously will never qualify for this house, you just come up with a twenty thousand dollar down payment, and we'll put you in a six month lease option here, and if you don't get it, you lose the entire you know option fee, right. and then and then nobody ever." fulfills it, they lose that big upfront fee, their hopes are dashed, and you just put them in a worse financial position. So how does your company go outside that? Yeah, so we, uh, we don't require any down payments. We just okay. do, you, you have to come up with your first month's rent, your last month's rent, and your security deposit. Okay. And all of those monies go towards the purchase. I love that. Uh, and, yeah, I really and, like that. And it's $150 per month of your rent goes towards the buy as well. And we make that we allow that to roll over. So let's say you lease from us for three years, you're still not ready to buy and you want to re-up. You don't lose that money, that $5,400 that you accumulated over the course of your three years. So we let people you know, keep those funds moving towards a, an ownership position. Okay. Is there, is there any point in which they do forfeit those funds? If they move out? 
Okay. Right. You know, if they move out, we also allow them to transfer. So if we have a new house come on on the market, right, a a new rehab and they go, you know, we really want to move to this house because it's bigger. Our family situation has changed. That money moves with them. That's awesome. So, yeah. So it it really is much more flexible than a lot of these. I've heard the predatory programs of, yeah, right. You put 20 grand down or whatever it is and they have no time to correct their credit and, and this sounds very, very reasonable, and, and yeah. I, I definitively respect you for that. I think that's Thanks. fantastic. And for everybody listening, Dodd Frank, um, Chris Dodd, and Barney Frank, it was a lot of those wonderful politicians, and I say wonderful with politicians facetiously, <laughs> obviously, put together. But I, again, I, I do think for this purpose, it does good things. Yeah, um, they're, trying, def- they're trying to do the right thing, I think. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. whether or not the whole law is. You know, Correct, but it pulls out yeah. you know that that predatory function. There, there's still I think the capacity for people to be predatory with large down payments and things. But yeah, this show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb, and that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Whenever I used to travel, I would get that creeping feeling that I locked my back door. How do I know my property is going to be safe while I'm away? But not anymore, thanks to Simply Safe Home Security. I'm about to go on a three-week trip to Copenhagen, but am I tripping about my trip? Nope. With award-winning security and peace of mind from Simply Safe, I don't need to worry. Simply Safe is a super amazing alarm system that I actually installed in my house myself personally in less than 30 minutes. And there's so much peace of mind knowing that there's something in place to protect my homes, my goods, and my John Mayer shrine. Simply Safe systems have high-tech sensors that detect break-ins, fires, and floods, indoor and outdoor cameras to keep watch night and day, 24-7 professional monitoring at less than $1 a day. Plus, Simply Safe professional monitoring agents can even help stop crime in real time by speaking to intruders through the wireless indoor camera. Hey, hey, bud, get out of here. It's like that, but it's a lot better, I imagine. And if you buy the system and you don't love it, you can get a full refund with Simply Safe's 60-day money-back guarantee. Simply Safe has given me and many of our listeners real peace of mind, and I want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com/pockets. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Finding rental property insurance has been a headache for the past few years. You know the feeling. You're scrambling, calling 20 different insurance agencies in a dozen different cities, struggling to protect your portfolio at the right cost. But I'm going to tell you a little secret that'll change everything. Veteran investors don't go through the everyday insurance companies. They just use NREG. NREG, that's N-R-E-I-G, provides insurance solely for real estate investors. They've built the largest insurance program in the country for residential tenant-occupied, vacant, and renovation properties. The best part? You can put all your properties on one insurance schedule and one monthly bill. 
And you can add, change, or remove properties without having to cancel one policy and purchase another. They insure properties from single-family rentals, up to 20-unit multifamily dwellings, vacation rentals, mobile homes, condos, and more. Trade catchy jingles for cash flow with insurance made for investors. Visit nreg.com slash bppod to request a proposal. N-R-E-I-G dot com slash B-P-P-O-D. You're ready to open a business bank account for your new property. You know what that means. Coordinating a time between you, your co-founders, and your bank consultant. Waiting at the branch or waiting for hours on the support line. Who has time for that? With Relay, you can open a business bank account for your property 100% online from anywhere. Create up to 20 accounts to organize money by property or by categories like expenses, taxes, or investments. Effortlessly collaborate with role-specific access. That means giving your cleaner a debit card for cleaning supplies or your accountant read-only access to your transactions. Own multiple businesses? Relay lets you open unlimited accounts and access them all from one centralized login. Okay, I'm just, I'm going off script here. That is cool. It's annoying that I have to log into 10 business accounts with my current bank. So go sign up for RelayFi because that's a, that's a feature that I like. No monthly fees or minimums, and it takes just 10 minutes to sign up. Head on over to RelayFi.com slash BiggerPockets for stress-free banking. You can join me because I'm heading on over there right now. I'm heading on over to RelayFi.com slash BiggerPockets. Relay is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by ThreadBank, member FDIC. The Relay Visa debit card is issued by ThreadBank pursuant to a license from Visa USA Inc. and may be used everywhere Visa debit cards are accepted. So yeah. what about repairs in the middle of the property? Do they do their own repairs? Do you do their repairs? Is there a certain amount? How's that so work? We, yeah. So what we stipulate in our agreement is that they're responsible for the first $300. Okay. We'll take care of anything that's major for our, our residents like roofs and appliances, hot water heater, HVAC, things like that. But we ask them to be act more like homeowners and yeah. less like tenants who you know call up and ask for every last little thing. So you guys do you guys do a full overhaul bef- before somebody moves in, correct? I mean, right. you're not you're not like just taking something with a dilapidated roof or HVAC systems that's screwy and and putting them in it. No, absolutely not. You know, we've gone to the point now where a lot of our rental properties have granite countertops, stainless steel appliances, new HVAC systems, you know, roofs, windows. You know, it, it, it's a, a complete overhaul. So it's it's basically a new home. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah. I I mean, again, I I like. I've always loved the lease option because of that. The benefit of you can get the tenant to pay a little bit of the the, the amount. You can mm-hmm. potentially avoid having to use a real estate agent to sell the property mm-hmm. because you're selling it directly. I mean, there's just a lot of benefits to using it. Uh, one thing that a lot of people aren't aware of that I was not aware of, and I'm assuming you are, but I'll, I'll say it anyway. Um, so when you have a mortgage existing on a property, uh, let's say I like let's say my own personal house right here where I live. I have a mortgage on my house right now, and if I were to go and sell it to somebody else and not pay off the loan, that's we would trigger the due on sale clause and the bank could foreclose, right? So that's just a common thing in real estate. You can't really. Well, people do it anyway with subject to, but anyway, that's another topic. Anyways, what I'm getting to is a lot of mortgages actually have the words lease option written in there as well. So like my personal house, I looked at my mortgage and it says, if I do a lease option to somebody, the bank could foreclose on me. And now I've never, I've never heard of a bank foreclosing on somebody doing a lease option, but it was, it was in my mortgage from my house that I bought last year or two years ago. And uh, anyway, just something for people to consider. If you're going to do it, just make sure you're not violating the due on sale clause. And if you are violating the due on sale clause, make sure you know that you are so you and have a, you well, know what you're getting into. How about, how about this? Make yeah. sure you talk to a lawyer That's before you go and do yeah. lease options. That's Absolutely. probably the best Probably thing. good don't, advice. Don't listen to us. 
Don't listen to <laughs> Turn it off right now. Don't listen to bigger us. Pockets. Turn it off. <laughs> Don't listen to the forums. Go talk to a lawyer. I mean, you should listen to us to learn all this stuff, but <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> you want every, your lawyer to sign off. Yep. Yeah, every state's different, you know, yep. you, you you need to uh, you need to talk to a lot of people and and do it the right way. There you yep. go. Very cool. Well, hey, but let's get uh, kind of wrap up this little section of, of the show. We're going to move on to the fire round here in just a second. Before we do, I do want to ask uh, just a couple final quick questions. Where okay, are you headed next? Through. Oh, okay. Well, as I was gonna say, where are you headed next? What's your business doing? You just cut me off. You where are you going? Sure. Was that your question? Co-host, God. <laughs> Co-host. Co-host. Uh, so yeah, we started to do flips a couple of years ago, and okay. uh, I'll like you guys always reference. You know, that's my day job. Yep. Uh, my, my rentals is, uh, is my long-term investment. So we do those for clients, which our clients are all friends and family. Uh, we do, we, uh, I've, I've used financing companies to do flips in the past, but I like to do them in a more of a client investor type of relationship rather than um, just on my own with a, um, a financing company. So that, that's part of our business too. We do about 10 flips a year and been uh, fairly successful in that. Okay. And uh, you know now we, we add about 40 rental properties to our portfolios a year. Uh, and by portfolios, I mean, again, friends and family who I've gotten, gotten into this business, they wanted an alternative way to invest their dollars. So we, we build portfolios for, for other people now. That's awesome. And, uh, awesome. Yeah, and it, it works well. It, it fixes up a lot of the blighted houses in the area. We, the, the more deeply distressed, we say, the better. And you know, it, it really does. It helps them with uh, alternative investment. It makes a really good return and helps the community. So that, yeah, that's what we do. So that's, I mean, that's the turnkey quote unquote, right? That's the mm-hmm. turnkey business. So you're doing that only with friends and family. We do. Right. Got yeah. it. Got so it. it's different than the turnkey that a lot of folks reference in, um, like when I went down to Miami for the single family home investors conference, they talked about buying them, fixing them, and then selling the cash flow piece to investors. And that cash flow was eight, 10, 12%. We have our clients actually buy the house from the beginning. We rehab it, uh, or they rehab it with their money. And so it's there's much less in it for me, but enough that we sustain our business and and grow and put them into a good investment. So it's but there's a lot more money out in turnkey than than with the way we do it right now. So. Yeah. So wh- where are you going? I mean, I know Brandon kind of asked this, but like with your own personal portfolio, mm-hmm. you know, what's the goal? I mean, are you, are you you know do you want to have thousands of houses? You know where where do you want to go? When's enough enough? When do you kind of slow down, stop, put on the brakes, stop flipping, yeah. stop buying? Yeah, I mean I think you can always flip, right? I think there's there's spread on properties out there all the time, so that's what we'll continue to do too. Uh, now rentals we've slowed down, we've actually stopped for now with our own personal portfolio. We're adding them for other folks, uh, but for, for ourselves, my wife and I, we um, you know we we've stopped buying them. Just because we want to focus on the flip and the the larger income that that provides us, and the size of our portfolio is big enough that you know we're comfortable with it right now. And and you know one thing I'd say to, to viewers too, you, you know flips are very enticing, right? There's a lot of money to be made. It's immediate and everything else. But there's ways to lose money on flips even when you make money because opportunity cost is a big uh, is a, is a big factor in that. What do you, you mean know, by rentals, that? Yeah, I want to hear more. Yeah, rentals. Long, I, I I view rentals long term as more profitable than a flip that you might even make fifty or a hundred thousand dollars on right now, right? So you do a flip and it takes time, it takes resources, it takes you know all those things that are necessary to do a flip or a rental. But when you're focusing on flips, you're foregoing the opportunity to invest in those rental portfolios that long term are you know they're gold, they're yeah. absolute gold. So fair enough. 
So, so don't be enticed completely by the flip side of things. Look, look long term. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And so just let everyone know also there is a webinar this coming week. If you're interested in buying more rental properties or buying your first rental property, we're doing a webinar specifically on that topic uh, on Wednesday. So hopefully you guys can make it. Come to biggerpockets.com slash webinar to sign up for the webinar called How to Buy Your First or Next Rental Property in 90 Days or Less. Uh, should be a lot of fun. So we'll do that. Uh, but before we go to the fire round, I have one last question. And I don't know, but Josh probably does too because he's always got you know stupid questions at the end. Oh, wow. <laughs> just kidding. Really? All right. How many hours a week do you work? Too many. Okay. Oh, more than four. I, I, more than I, probably six, I probably work 60 hours a week, but I, okay. I'm, I'm trying to back that off and play a little more golf and travel a little bit more. So, okay. but, you work uh, hard, but you love what you do. I, I do. You know, I don't look at it as work. You know, it, it's, it's time away from family sometimes, but it's, um, but it, it's fun. You know, it's, I'm having fun uh, with what I'm doing because it's really rewarding. Yeah, that's, cool. that's fantastic. And and it doesn't sound like you're in an opportunity where you'll be exiting your job uh, <laughs> against your will. No. no, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. You've Josh, got you... control of your destiny. I love it. You do? I, I think it's awesome. I think it's have... awesome. No, I'm, I'm good. I'm good ready. Question? Thank no you good very questions? much. Yeah, why don't we move on sure? to the fire round? No, I've, I've asked all my good <laughs> questions. I've got plenty of others I could always ask. But, you know, we'll, we'll let the listener. Are you hurt? Uh, are you, are you I, I'm never. You can't hurt me as big <laughs> and as ugly as you are. You have no way. You can't hurt me. I'm a stone wall here. You can't damage me, Brandon. Okay. Right. Well, let let Josh. Let me try. Okay. <laughs> right, so so when I was uh, so when I was so Bill, young, let me ask myself this question. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like he's got a story. Do you have a story, Bill? Oh, I do want to I hear the story. story. We love stories. Okay. So when we when I was young, so my uh, two sisters and I, we we'd make fun of each other a lot and. And one of the things we'd say to each other when the other one was being kind of a dork is they go, well, you're dork. You're dorking. Yeah. So the first time I heard your name, Josh, I was like, God, that's, that's exactly what I said to my sister all the time. Dorking. So I just thought it was fun. You know, that's awesome. that brings me great. That brings me great pleasure, Bill. And I appreciate it. And, and, and of course, you know, I still, by the way, I still have grown people who will walk up to me and be like, your, your name is Dorkin. <laughs> like, what are you, a child? I mean, like, my, my goodness. I think I still make fun yes. of you for that. But well, I am a child. Obviously, so you are okay. a child. It's all right. I, a little bit, right? Yeah. I think we all are. Right? <laughs> got to be a little right. bit of a child. Right. But, you know, we do. Brandon's just a, you know. Anyway, yeah. could, can we move on? Because Let's like, move on. Right. All right, time to get violent in the world-famous fire round. It's time for the fire round. These questions come direct out of the Bigger Pockets forums, which our users can jump into and interact on by going to biggerpockets.com slash forums. And guess what? It's free. All right, time for the fire round. All right, question number one of the fire round. Do you use any specific formulas uh, to, when you're thinking about investing in a market? Like, what do you look for? We already talked about 2% rule. Is that the only formula you use or is there anything else? 2% rule, and when we're looking at a flip, uh, we try to target a minimum gross spread of $80,000 and a minimum net spread of $40,000. So we, we try to target those two numbers on, on flips. But on rentals, yeah, it's, it's the, basically the 2% rule. We, can, you know, guides can, you, us. can you explain the 80 and 40 thing and work with the flips a little bit? Like, give us an example sure. of what you mean. Right. So if we're going to – like I, I bought a house this morning on a, on a sheriff's sale. I think is a, a 130 house. Okay, uh, We bought it for $50,000. So now I've got back taxes, back taxes to pay on it because when you buy a house at a sheriff's sale, 
you know, they, they don't take care of the uh, usually the current or previous year tax liabilities like they would on a, a, a MLS purchase. And then the, the estimated rehab, the selling costs and everything else, we think that it'll come in somewhere around 40 grand on the, the net. And it was an $80,000 spread gross from buy to sell. Right on. Yep. And okay. a share of sell is an auction, correct? Right. Public, uh, it's a public auction process uh, here in Illinois and Lake County in general. They uh, they go through what's called the sheriff sale process here in Lake County, and uh, that's where we buy some of our properties, along with um, you know Bank Direct or wherever. But um, back to that spread, it's yeah, it's eighty thousand dollars is what we try to target on the lower end. As the price point goes up, we try to get more gross dollars in that that differential between buy and sell. Awesome. All right. Cool. So next question. Thank you for that that little bit of information. Should people invest in distressed properties in areas where they don't live or is it too hard to get properties remodeled? So if you're kind of on your own, does that make sense to go and invest at a long distance in properties? For me, it doesn't. I know for a lot of investors that might work. I've tried it once. And I mean, it, it, it's it's very, very challenging because, you know, you, you uh, I like to put my stamp on the property of being involved in the process. It's It's the main thing that I do. At, at our business here, I handle the the development or or you know the purchase and development of the properties. So it it doesn't work for me. I did it down in Sarasota, Florida. I had to bring my crews down there to rehab the property. They drove down there twice, come back. It's just it, it's a laborious process for me to try to process something like that, along with finding quality contractors in the area that you you know can rely on and they can do the 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 quality and the and, and complete things in the time frame that you want them to. So, But I know it works for some people, I just not for me. Right on. Hey, really quick, and I know this is not fire round. I knew I was missing something. How big is your team today, by the way? So we, we stay small, right? Okay. Um, we Office manager, accounting manager, maintenance manager is what we run our little okay. um, 160 properties that we, I, I won't say I manage them because our um, we have a management company that does all the the uh, back office work of collecting the rents and you know all, all the all the pieces that a managing broker can do. Uh, they do it remotely. They do it all over the country. It's a nice little way for us to alleviate our the way that we or, or the work that we have to do internally. So that's how we stay small. Right on. Where's the best place to get a loan? A bank or a credit union? Yeah, we use both, but we we use small banks and credit unions. You know we. We look for banks or credit unions that are doing portfolio loans. The key for us is to try to find money below 5%, 5% or below. And the portfolio loans that we get locally, we're, we're mostly with banks right now, although in the past we've been mostly with credit unions. So it just depends on on rates and their ability to take on what size loans we're looking to you know, package. Okay. Right on. Yeah. All right. Last question. Where should investors start when looking for a new property management team? And does it vary uh, on the type of property that they have? Oh, that's a good question. So property management, uh, we, use a, we use a property management company called Secure Pay One, which you know, does all of our management. But okay. it, it's, uh, you can have success or failure. And I've seen it with a number of our, uh, a number of our clients that you know, local companies really have to be managed. One of my friends and clients says, that his job is to manage the property managers. And uh, so, you know, it, it's it's still a process for the property owners, even if they do hire a property manager. Yeah, for sure. So, right on. Yeah. All right. Cool. Perfect. Well, that concludes today's fire round. So that means there's one segment of the show left. You know what it's called? Famous for. 
All right, the famous four. These questions are the same questions we ask every guest every week, and we're going to uh, throw them at you and see what you got to say. So, number one, what is your favorite real estate related book? It would have to be the book of estimating costs of rehab, right? Okay, By, uh, Jay Scott. Yeah, Jay Scott. Um, nice. I read that, uh, I, I, and I keep reading it because it, it's it's my belief that you never get that one hundred percent right. And if you keep going back and educating yourself, and whether it's through books or your local RIA or you know wherever, it doesn't charge you fifty thousand dollars. Bigger pockets. <laughs> bigger pockets. Well, and bigger pockets, of uh, course. Right. Excuse my cough. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. You got that cold. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it you you can always learn more, right? You, yeah. I mean, if you're not learning more, you're dying. I mean, you you got to continue to build that knowledge base. So, cool. Yeah. And people can pick up a copy of that book along with the book on flipping houses at www.biggerpockets.com/slash/flipping-book or get it on Amazon. There you go. There you go. All right. Next question. What about your favorite business book? You know, I happen to have that here. Uh, it's called The Golden Rules uh, by Ooh. Bob Bowman. Um, it's new book out, right? Bob Bowman is, uh, Michael Phelps coach. Oh, cool. Uh, swim coach. Yeah. I was a swimmer. Oh, a swim coach. Okay. Uh, swim coach. Right. Thank you for clarifying. And, yeah. Yeah. Bob Bowman. And he, uh, he talks about the 10 steps to whether it's in your business, in your work, in your, your athletic endeavors, what you need to do in order to be successful. So good book. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, what about hobbies? What do you do for fun? Golf. I uh, um, like to go watch my kids play soccer, and whether it's high school or college, they play them both. Nice. And um, yeah, flipping houses is kind of a hobby too, right? There so you go. Yeah. yeah, go do that, that a is. lot. Yeah. Awesome. All right, my last question of the day: What do you believe sets apart successful real estate investors from those who give up, fail, or never get started? Yeah, and a lot of your a lot of your um, guests uh, say this, but it, it really is just perseverance and focus. You know, I, I, in, in my career, I've always had um, uh, a belief that people, passion, and product really drive your business. My, my three Ps, right? Uh, there's, a, I think, a TV show that talks about process, but mine is, is people and, and process and product. And so, but staying passionate is also just really, really important. And, you know, knowing that what you're doing is uh, is valuable not just to yourself but to other people and and um, just persistence. Just keep keep going out there, finding the deals, and and if you don't find them, keep at it. And um, yeah, uh, persistence for sure. Right on. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, all right. Cool. Well, before we let you go, where can people find out more about you? Tell us uh, the name of your company. Anything you want to share? Sure. So, name of the business is uh, RTO Property with a Y. Um, Bill at RTO Property is an email address. You can find me on LinkedIn and um, at Bigger Pockets. Uh, but yeah, that's um, RTOProperty.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Bill, thank you so much for taking the time to you know, enlighten us, uh, share a little bit about your business and yourself. And uh, we, we definitely appreciate it. So, uh, thanks for coming on board. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Thanks for the time. Yep. Thank you. We'll sure. stay around. All right, guys. That was Bill Powers. Big thanks to Bill. That was uh, that was great, man. Yeah, a lot of a lot of cool info, and he's, he's so a good legit. Guy. Yeah, he does. He does it the right way. I mean, if more investors ran their business the way he did or he does, I think we'd have a lot less people. Bad angry. press. Yeah, bad press. You know, people. I mean, because rightfully, I mean, people have a right to be irritated and, and and angry at predatory investors. So, you know, do it right. Know the law. Go study Dodd Frank. Talk to a lawyer. Uh, but definitely look into lease options. And of course, if you want to know more about lease options, there's an entire chapter in the book on invest in real estate with no and low money down all in that. Topic. Of course, it was coming. I know. I didn't plug and into where, the show. Where, where, where would they get that? Biggerpockets.com slash no money.
Nice, nice. And and to Brandon's point on predatory investors, don't be one. Seriously, like the word the word gets out there. People find out that you're predatory, whether it be that or you know you go and you do crappy jobs on flips and trying to turn over you know garbage properties to people. It makes everybody look bad. And by the way, people people get really bad reputations in their markets, and they quickly go out of business. So you know, don't be cheap. Don't 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 take advantage of people. Run your business the right way. Uh, because that's the way to build a sustainable enterprise. That's very true. Wise words from Joshua Dork in. <laughs> all right, all right. Leave it to my my child, man, child co-host yep. to, uh, you know. Do you like my cackle, by the way? That was my that was witch ridiculous. That's my that's witch ridiculous. cackle. You're ridiculous. <laughs> all right, let's get out of here. I feel bad for the people who put up with you. I know. I feel bad. Heather, I'm too. sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry too. <laughs> it's a rough life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Jump on the forums, biggerpockets.com slash forums. Link up with guys like Bill and uh, create your account today on our site. We'll look forward to talking to you next week. I'm Josh Dorkin, signing off. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom and the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com deals and enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and bam, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com deals. That's biggerpockets.com deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.